You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Welcome to Profiles in CRM, Episode 3. I'm your host, Chris Webster. Profiles in CRM asks CRM professionals eight simple questions. The answers vary wildly depending on their experience and education. Because of the nature of contract archaeology and how small this field really is, some people choose not to reveal their name or the company they work for. Stay to the end of the show to hear how you can have a chance to answer these same questions. I'm now speaking to somebody who has experience in cultural resource management in Southern California, and I'm going to ask her uh, the same questions that I ask everybody else. All right, how's it going? Uh, it's going good. How are you? Good, good. Not too bad. Um, all right, so let's just start right into this. Uh, the first question is pretty simple. How long uh, How long either have you been working in CRM or how long did you work into CRM before you uh, possibly went to school or, or whatever you're doing now? Uh, let's see. I started in CRM um, officially in 2012. Um, and before that, I was doing like academic archaeology. And I just took a quick break to get my MA, and I'm probably going to get back into CRM. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you think you would go back into Southern California CRM, or, or do you want to uh, branch out, or do you do you not care? I mean, that's where my contacts are, but I kind of don't care. I would like to move to like the Southeast, because that's where my family is, but we'll see what happens. Okay. I came from the southeast out this direction. I don't know that I'll ever go back. My wife's from Charlotte, though, so we have to go back okay. occasionally. <laughs> it's just too hot and humid for me to work outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, when you were working in CRM in Southern California, what was the highest, uh, what, what position did you usually hold, like, you know, field technician, crew chief, and what is the highest position you've ever held on a, within a crew or a company? Oh, I was just only ever a field tech. Um, on one of my jobs, though, we were all sort of, um, let's say, left in the lurch. So I, I feel quite confident in my leadership abilities because we all basically were managing ourselves and doing the work ourselves because a crew chief, a crew chief was not so competent. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've only ever been a field tech. Like I would have to work more before I could be an official crew chief for sure. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I have... Uh... I think it's a common experience for people's first crew chiefing experience to be uh, their first official crew chiefing experience is usually some sort of, you know, battlefield promotion uh, <laughs> because some, somebody either didn't show up to work or was incompetent or somebody did take over. So, <laughs> um, all right. So I, my next question is, where have you worked? But we've already answered that. And that's Southern California, right? Yeah. Only ever Southern California, okay, San Diego, awesome. Neverside County. Hey, there are people that have worked only in California for the last like 35 years. I mean, California is a big area, so. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you hear that in the in the Southeast, you're, you, you're probably not going to hear somebody that's only worked in South Carolina or something like that because the states are smaller. Mm -hmm. So when you're in CRM or even now, um, what is the best thing that's happened to you that's related to being an archaeologist? And that can be anything. That can be relationships, jobs, um, opportunities, whatever, as long as it's related to the fact that you were an archaeologist. What do you think that would okay. be? Well, definitely my experiences, like, working out in the desert, um, the people I met, like, the, the bonds we formed, like, just laughing really hard every day <laughs> of your life at work, I miss that, and I also miss being out in the gorgeous landscape, because mm -hmm. the Mojave really is a beautiful, beautiful place, you it know? Is. So, that's what I really miss, especially now, because I live in a city, um, I just miss being out in the land, and I miss, like, 
having so much fun with my colleagues. Not that the job was always fun, of course, especially not monitoring, but you know, I, I was very, very lucky and I met some really awesome people. So I miss them. Cool. Well, that's good. What is the biggest thing you would change um, that would make being a CRM archaeologist better, uh, either about the, the field, the industry, um, you know, whatever, whatever you can think of? What was the biggest thing you would change if you had the power to that would make being a CRM archaeologist better? I just really wish we could have um, <laughs> like salaried positions and, and job security. Mm hmm. You know, like I would be happy to be a monitor and do that crap and then have the fun surveys and stuff like that if I could actually rest assured that I'm going to get 40 hours this week and I'm going to have a job in two months or in six months or in a year. You know, if we could just magically all get hired full time officially by firms mm -hmm. and just be secure in that, then that would be a complete game changer. You know, yeah. that's why people leave the industry because you can't live like that for so long. Right. Yeah, that's true. It, yeah. it takes a, it definitely takes a certain type of person, and there's uh, really very few of those. You you don't meet too many old timer field techs. Uh, yeah. They're they're out there, but you don't meet too many of them. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned um, possibly going back into CRM uh, when you're done doing what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. um, if you did go back into CRM, what do you think your career goal is? Do you want to, um, like you said, find a like a salary position within a company or uh, do you have any desires to move up into principal principal investigator or own your own company someday? Um, I have no desire to own my own company. Okay. Basically, uh, I'm trying to get into the museum industry because that is what I view to be like a better shot within like the cultural heritage world at mm -hmm. like you know a salary and and job security. So I'm not looking with great joy upon the prospect of going back into CRM. It's just what I know and what I know I can do. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't have any long-term goals as far as CRM goes. You know, I maybe if I magically got an offer from a firm to get get on there full time and get on the roster, then I would take mm -hmm. it perhaps. But I don't have any any long-term goals. I mean, I guess theoretically, it's like yeah, of course I would want to work up to being a crew chief and eventually working in the office, whatever. But right now it's just, you know, paying the bills in the next year. Like I don't really have any long-term stuff. Well, and that's not a, that's not an obvious answer either because there are, um, there are people I've talked to that are just fine being a field technician or a crew chief for their career. They, you know, they, they enjoy it at least for the time being, you know, yeah. for the, for no, the future. I, I totally get that. Again, it's just like, if I could be like hired and they say, yes, here's your <laughs> business card you are part of our company. We are not going to fire you after this next project. I would be totally cool just being a field tech or just maybe being a crew chief sometimes. Like, I don't necessarily need to be in a position of great authority. I just want right. safety at this point, for God's sake. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> it's pitiful. But you know, remember, I'm pretty young and this is early in my career, so that's why I would be content with that. Right. Yeah, and things change. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, go off on a tangent a little bit because I, I do know well, I know personally a couple of people that went into um, museum studies programs and other people that are likely interested in it. So, mm -hmm. going in, if you were to if you were to get into the museum industry, what's I guess what's the because I don't know much about it. What 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 do you know what what like the career track is for that? Like, where do you start and and where do you go? I mean, I know the top is like the curator of the museum. Yeah. What's what are the in between levels? 
Okay, well, my perception is a bit different because, like, I only know it over here in England, so I don't know how it works in the States, but basically over here, it's like, you just sort of get in at the ground level, so you can do database stuff for a museum, for their collections, you can do, um, you can assist, like, the curators and the registrars with just, like, doing the object records, you can try to get into, like, you know, doing front-of-house stuff and doing exhibits or doing, like, events, you know. I personally am more interested in, in being uh, back-of-house and, like, doing, like, the curator stuff. Um, but basically what I've heard is that basically it's, like, you just establish... It's like anything else. You establish a relationship with a museum, volunteer, get in there, be like, hey, I want to do this, that, and the other. Do you need help with that? And just work your way up the ranks. Like, you're not guaranteed to do the MA in museum studies, for example, and then get hired mm-hmm. because of that. Like, there's no there's no set rule. There's no set path. Okay. I'm always interested in giving people a little bit more information for different sort of career tracks. Because, like you said, there's not a lot of security in CRM. Not that it's easy to get a museum job either, but it's nice to have options if that's possibly a way to go, you know. So yeah, yeah. Different, different ways to stay in archaeology. All right, so I've got uh, just one more question, and uh, think about it hard. Uh, <laughs> if you could give an undergrad thinking about a career in CRM uh, yeah. one piece of advice, what would that be? Uh, and, and, and don't say, uh, almost everyone says, uh, choose a different career, different. change your major. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Um, so besides okay, the obvious uh, one. <laughs> an undergrad wanting specifically to be a CRM archaeologist. Yeah, I, I'm thinking more of long along the lines of um, like, what would you like to have known uh, in in your undergrad um, that that you just didn't know that that you wish you had known. Um, I feel like, well, I, from my perception, I feel like uh, most undergrad institutions these days, at least from what I've seen in California, they are getting a lot better at offering things geared specifically for people who are looking for a career in CRM. Um, so I would definitely say take advantage, look around, especially at the city colleges, and see what kind of stuff they're offering. Because for me, I got my first um, CRM gig only after having taken a class called Archaeological Survey at like um, at a college in Southern California, like a city college, because I had only ever done academic digs. I didn't even know what the word survey meant, mm-hmm. uh, so no one was going to hire me. Right. <laughs> So I just needed the basic job. So it was like, okay, how do you survey? What are you doing here? You know, what does California archaeology look like? That's a that's a really good point because a, a class like that would also give somebody a a taste of as to whether or not they even like it. I mean, you hear you yeah hear, you hear a number of people that don't do any uh you know they don't do a field school until their senior year after four years taking archaeology classes and things like that and say, wow, I really hate this. Yeah, that's 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 definitely the key thing is like if you want to be a field archaeologist, like you need to get into the field as soon as possible so you can understand yeah. like are you really going to be okay or do you want to just do GIS and be at the, at the computer all day? You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because that's that's the other thing too that you brought up, especially with the museum stuff and 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 this is, you know, if, if CRM's not working out for you, there's a, a number of different ways you can go in archaeology, which is one reason I really like it. Um, you know, you, you just have yeah. to you might have to create that position or. Uh, you know, find your own way, but that there's a there's a lot of things you can do to still stay in archaeology. And... Yeah, definitely. But yeah, another thing about um, the city college classes is that like you know I took the class from a really well known archaeologist in 
Southern California. So it's like, I, then I could put him on my CV. So yeah, mm -hmm. I never worked in Southern California, but I have this guy on my CV and I'm applying for jobs in the local area. They all know him, you know? So right. that definitely helped me get my first job, I'm sure. Well, that leads to a common theme amongst almost all of our podcasts, which is networking. Uh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found on the Archaeology Podcast Network website at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash profiles. At that page, you'll also find a form that you can fill out so you can be interviewed on the show. Interviews take less than 30 minutes and you don't need any special equipment. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the field. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.